Hey everybody, welcome back to Strong Thoughts, the anti-influencer podcast. My name is Ben Skutnik, I'm your host, and I am glad you're here, right? Episode 3, second full episode, and we're going to put a little more work into laying the foundation of information necessary to start to dissect uh, these influencers and, and what they're saying. And before we dive into today's topic, which would be the argument of authority or appeal to authority, I wanted to quickly review what we covered in the last episode, because again, it's foundational to all of this. And those topics that we covered were signal, noise, and bias. So when we discuss signal, right, signal is the message. That's what we're seeking to attain, um, in research science, as I mentioned in my day job, that signal is usually some form of physiological uh, marker, but in the world of influencers, that signal is what they're telling us, right? Not what they're saying, uh, or sorry, flip that around, what they're actually saying, what influencers are actually saying, not just what they're telling us. So it's the actual message to be perceived, uh, or message to be received, maybe, And so signal is our guiding light. Now there are two types of errors that can muddy that signal. And one is bias, and that is the average of all errors or the average of all variants. And that is an issue and it will impact our decision-making, but it'll impact our decision-making retroactively in that we can only identify our bias after a decision is made, right, after data is collected. And again, in information acquisition, that data is the information. And after we collect it, then we can recognize the bias. Which direction was it going? Uh, was it leading us up or down? But as bias is the average of the errors, that means there are variants within the errors, and that is the noise. And this is what we need to focus on because this is what we can build a filter against. We can be proactive or we can filter noise in real time as opposed to bias only being filtered on the back end. So with those concepts fresh in our head, I wanna introduce a new concept, maybe new, maybe you've heard about these before, maybe you've heard about this one specifically before, but I want to dive into one of the major logical fallacies. What is a logical fallacy? Well, in short, a logical fallacy is simply a deceptive argument. So it is an argument that is framed with what is seemingly strong reasoning, but in reality, it's it's deceiving in one area or the other. And there's a handful of logical fallacies that we will explain, but none more important than the one I want to dive into today. But before we dive into it, again, logical fallacies are deceptive arguments. And by nature, that deception is going to distract us from the true signal, right? That deception is the noise. It pulls us one way or the other away from what the actual message is to think or or to get us to think that there is some more important component, right? So logical fallacies we can say will increase the noise. And so we need to create a filter against logical fallacies. And this filter is simply skepticism, right? We'll dive into what that means uh, later. But now let's dive into the actual appeal to authority or argument from authority. 
And so what is this? You may have heard this before. And in the current times, uh, as I record this, this is probably something that's uh, happening quite a bit, whether you know it or not. And I'm not going to dive into all that stuff. But the argument for authority, right, or the appeal to authority simply is person A, this seeming authority on something, says something. They make a statement, right? And then that statement is assumed to be true because the person who said it is an authority. And this isn't, this isn't inherently wrong, right? For instance, we have plenty of experts that we trust on a daily basis to do daily things, right? For example, when it comes to auto maintenance in my car, right? I am confident in changing the oil. I know how to replace the washer fluid. I can change a flat tire. You know, there are things, there are tasks that I am well equipped for, but there are tasks that I'm not well equipped for. I'm either lacking the tools necessary for the maintenance or just the requisite knowledge. And because I can recognize that I am lacking those tools or knowledge necessary to complete the task, I seek out an expert, right? I take my car to the mechanic who has those tools and has that requisite knowledge. And so I'm putting my faith in that authority, uh, in that mechanic as the expert, that they will be able to tell me what's wrong and fix it. Now, we've probably all heard stories or maybe we've lived them ourselves where we've been burned by these experts. Maybe they gouge us for a little extra money. They suggest things that don't need to be done. And that's kind of the price you pay, I guess, for for trusting these authorities. And you, like I said, operate in good faith that hopefully they're a good person and they they do uh, just what needs to be done. And sometimes, you know, I don't know if you guys are like me, but sometimes I'll try and kill that bird before before it takes off, right? And I'll say like, hey, here's the deal. You know more than I know. I'm going to trust you. You do a good job. I'll keep coming to you. I'll keep paying you. Uh, just don't don't take me, right? Don't take me for a fool. And sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. Now, in times before social media or in situations like that, it's a little bit easier to sift through Uh, this appeal to authority because there's a proximity component to that, right? There's a good chance I will see that mechanic somewhere. They're in my community, right? They're part of my community. And if they do me wrong now, then I will know that. I will remember that. I will see them in the community and it could affect their livelihood, right? They might get a bad reputation and then their business goes down. But in the social media landscape, We can, we, or I should say the influencers can control for that, right? If somebody does them wrong and they want to tell people about it by giving a bad review or bad comment or something like that, the influencer can block that out, right? So they can create this artificial environment that only supports them as the authority, thus pushing them further along. So they might not actually have the requisite knowledge or the requisite tools, but they have the following that supports them. So they get built into an authority without actually being an expert. So we need to draw those lines. There's a difference between the authority and an expert. So this appeal to authority is simply saying when this person says something, it must be true because they're perceived as the authority. And oftentimes in social media, as opposed to in real life, when you have these actual interactions with individuals in your community, 
the influencer relies solely on their credentials. And now this is where the problem lies. Because those credentials can be just as inauthentic as they are. You know, we often see now in the health and fitness space, individuals providing some sort of guidance. Uh, But we don't know if that model has actually worked for them because they can create or cultivate whatever image they want, right? It's not a live stream, these social media outlets. It's a curated and specially designed landscape to help people understand that, hey, I do know what I'm talking about, even if they don't, right? So we have to understand that what we see is not always what's actually happening. Okay, so with the understanding that authorities might not be experts, how do we differentiate, right? Because we don't want to operate in a, a simple environment of mistrust or contrarianism, because that doesn't actually help push information further either. So we need to build a filter. And what does that filter look like? Well, that filter is what we call skepticism, right? And skepticism is simply asking questions to see supporting evidence or supporting data, because these claims need to be supported, right? There should be data, there should be evidence that supports whatever these authorities are saying. So if we go back to last episode when I discussed data acquisition, data acquisition in the lab setting, right? Data in that case was gathering numbers, right? And through gathering enough numbers, you can do some analysis. And then the end result of that analysis is the kind of capital D data, right? So it's the proper data. And so when I say what does the data tell me? Well, I'm asking for what do the results of whatever experiment you're running tell me? And so that can be numbers in the lab or in real life. It could be experience, right? It could be many things, but ultimately it's a, it's a, it falls under the burden of proof, right? The individual who's the authority has the burden of proof when they make claims. And so if they make a claim, if they make some kind of statement, then they have to be able to back that up with some sort of proof. And that could be scientific data, or it could just be their own experience. But now when we're forming our filter of skepticism, we have to know that not all evidence is of the same value. And I don't want to say that science is inherently better than anything else, but what science does is it forms a systematic approach to deciphering data. And that's a a good thing because then we know anything that comes through that process should have gone through that systematic approach. And so if an individual uh, owns a gym and creates a certain training style, well, to be scientific about it, they don't have to run experiments, but they have to collect that data in a similar process along the way. And so what's that look like? Well, that looks like, you know, I had a hundred clients and they all did this program and they followed the same progression. And this is what I saw. could be something as simple as that. Right. And so now we fall into, you know, the fitness experts. There are some individuals, again, you know, I mentioned a Louis Simmons last episode, he has a certain appeal to authority because he is an actual authority because he is trained, 
you know, what, maybe hundreds of power lifters and developed a method that he's tested rigorously. And then that method's been applied even in a wider base. And so you can say he understands what he's talking about. He is a valuable source of information. That being said, is he the only source of information? No. And so again, he is an authority or an expert, but he's not the authority. He's not the expert. There really is no singular uh, expert on anything. Another example maybe uh, would be Carl Sagan might be one of the most famous scientists in the last century or so. He's an evolutionary biologist and um you know, he, he did the show Cosmos and uh, he's, he's just well known and well respected and, and all of that. He's an evolutionary biologist, right? Probably the most well known, at least in the last century, if not all time. And if he simply comes out and says, you know, evolutionary, or excuse me, evolution was real. Just simply trusting him on the, on his word would be an appeal to authority. And that is an issue, right? Even though he is well versed and he is done the work and done the research you can't simply just take him at his word but the difference between an authority and an expert would be his ability to provide evidence a body of evidence right some sort of body of rigorously tested evidence that supports his claims i'm not going i'm not going to say proves his point because there are always holes but it's at least supporting his claim And so the difference between an authority, which would be part of this logical fallacy, and an expert is their ability to support their claim. And so where this lands us in trouble, right? Let's think of another applied example. Currently in the fitness space, there is a push to do what some might call functional bodybuilding or power building or whatever, right? Well, 15 years ago, the worst thing you could do was bodybuilding, right? It got poo-pooed on by almost everybody in the fitness space. And so the cyclical nature of the fitness field heavily relies on this appeal to authority because whoever has the loudest voice, whoever the noisiest influencer at the time is going to affect our bias and where we trend towards, right? And that, in an applied sense, is what we could call groupthink, Right, So the issue with groupthink is it minimizes disagreement. Right, Groupthink would be when everybody agrees, nobody disagrees. And so essentially what we're encouraging there is conformity. And in some settings, this is maybe necessary. Right, When we think about team sports, conformity would be necessary in team sports for success because the nature of the sport relies on the team operating as a whole. But when it comes to industry, when it comes to a field like fitness or health, conformity can be an issue because with conformity, there's no challenge. And without challenge, there's no growth. And we know this in the fitness field because we need to stress our body in order to create adaptation. And so just like our body needs stress, the field needs stress. And so what happens when we have free thinking? Well, if if it's a groupthink scenario, that free thinker typically will be pushed to to the side, right? Because instead of leaning into the questions, people will disregard them as nonsense because the greater community, the bias is trending a different way, right? So again, 
Remember I said we should recognize our bias because it's going to influence the decisions we make, but we cannot control the bias. We can control the noise, though. So when a free thinker speaks up, instead of immediately disregarding, which would promote groupthink, which is a bad scenario, we can apply our filter, our filter of skepticism, and just simply ask, what does the data say? Or what's your supporting evidence for that? You know, people often toss around the, uh, the adage, great minds think alike, but they never finish that quote. And the quote or the adage goes, great minds think alike, but fools often agree. We want people to think alike, meaning we want people to think skeptically, to be evidence-driven, to be filtering noise, but we don't necessarily want people to continuously agree because then we just promote bias and that takes us away from the true signal. So we want to challenge groupthink and skepticism does that, right? Skepticism asks for a body of evidence, but it doesn't just simply say like, okay, what's the data say? Because people can cherry pick data. Skepticism goes one step further to say, what does the data say? And then recognizes the holes in that data. And then it's those holes, right? Those gaps in connection. That is where the new information lies. So somebody who applies the filter of skepticism, asks for the data, evaluates that data, and finds out where the holes are, where the holes between the data and the claim are, and then they dive into that. And that is the filter. That's the filter that takes away the noise and starts to expose the true signal. When an influencer makes an extraordinary claim, the burden of proof falls on them. That proof needs to be a body of supporting evidence. And then that evidence needs to be critically thought about, not just simply accepted. Alrighty, I hope you enjoyed or got something out of today. I hope maybe I helped expose some of the tactics that are being used by these influencers, and I hope that it gets you thinking. Uh, Thinking about what you're consuming, thinking about what you're accepting, and thinking about how strong your own filter is. If you guys would like to get a hold of me, you can do that on Instagram at at Ben Skutnik. That's B-E-N-S-K-U-T-N-I-K. Or you can email the podcast at strongthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. If you liked this, if you want more of this, uh, please email me and let me know what you'd like to hear. I'm all about serving you all. All right, this is hopefully a project for the greater good. And if you did enjoy this, go ahead and subscribe. We are on iTunes and Spotify now. Uh, You can give a like or rating or however that works. I don't know, I'm new to this game. And uh, until next time, keep thinking. Thank you.